0: The Down Below podcast was our last, best hope, to analyze. We failed. But in the year of the Spoiler War, it became something greater. Our last best hope for answers. The year is 2015. The show down below.
1: Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. I'm Heidi. Today we are joined once again by a frequent visitor to Down below. Say hello to Shane.
2: Hello guys. Hey, hey Shane.
1: Hey Shane. You're on earlier this season, weren't you? I guess I was. Yeah, but this was the one that you picked from the beginning, I yes, believe. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. Interesting episode. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> pick,
0: <tip>, Shane. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yes.
2: I've got one thing to say off the top of this, okay? Uh this episode was called Gray 17 is the second. Suddenly, Gray-17, the episode itself, is missing, otherwise it would have been improved.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, there is a good storyline in here somewhere. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you just have to search for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, um, I was about to say, oh, yeah, so, yeah, I don't have my normal recap again, sorry, I was just... Got in last night and it was hurting so bad I took some medicine and went to sleep. So, but I did watch the episode. I just didn't take notes. So I'm going to be using the Lurker's Guide to recap again. And, trying to get my format. Okay. But I'm going way out of order. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So today we're here to discuss episode 19. Uh, Episode something of Season 3, Gray 17, is missing, but first, here's an ISN special
0: report. This is a report from the ISN Underground. This week on Babylon 5, an extra level was found called Gray 17 in the Gray Sector. Who knows how this level will be put to use in the future. Right now, it's just an old junkyard. That is all for your ISN Underground.
1: Shane, I've done it!
0: Again, Paul? Then open the
2: window, there's no need to announce it. No, not that. I've made a machine that can erase our memory of Red Dwarf so we can watch it for the first time. Again! Really? Is it safe? Completely! Although you might also forget how to read, write and do math. I'm a politician, I don't need any of that. Also, it would probably make your head explode. And ruin my hair? No. Let's just find a lovely American couple who has barely even heard of Red Dwarf to watch the show with us. That will be the next best thing to seeing it for the first time.
0: Hi, I'm Angela. This is my husband, Heath. What are you doing in
2: my house? Well, we're just your everyday American couple wandering about looking for someone who feels like watching a show we've barely even heard of with us.
0: Maybe recording a podcast about it. Hmm, that's really convenient. And you can listen in on the fun with the Red Dwarf Intro Cast. Check us out on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter.
1: Okay, Grey 17 is Missing, originally aired on October 7, 1996. It was directed by John C. Flynn, who last directed that. Oh, this picture is <laughs> it's kind of an intimidating looking man. Um, last directed Ceremonies of Light and Dark, which was the rebirth ceremony episode.
3: Uh, I was trying to remember which one that was, whether it was <laughs> yeah. season two or season three.
1: Yeah. And it was written by JMS. So let's get started with the recap. So, at the beginning, we see Zack, um, the Babylon 5 is trying to recruit telepaths, and Zack is questioning them, and one guy tries to slip through, even though he is in a telepath.
3: And the impression I got is this isn't the first idiot Zack's had to deal with. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Why would you want that job? They're getting telepaths turning it down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Many. Um so thinking about it. Guys, okay, so nothing is working. It's making me angry. That should be the one... <laughs> that should be the one
3: hiding.
1: <laughs> 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 the one that is. And the one that will be. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> I wish you guys can see I'm just ready to throw something across the room right now. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. I, <was> I just... <laughs> can I cannot see you angry with at all. <laughs> oh oh okay, there it is. Okay, so Sheridan talking to Ivana but he's just suddenly remembers that Franklin had an underground net railroad of telepath, so maybe we can get some of them to help us out since we're having so much trouble.
0: Convenient telepath, for that to come yeah. up right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, why didn't you
1: think of that before? Hmm. Frank was still on his walkabout, so she's going to go try to find him.
0: I was like, no, just leave him there. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> so then in Gray 16, a maintenance worker is looking through a whole bunch of wires, trying to figure out what this malfunction is. He can't find it, but then he finishes the calls. He sees something and gets pulled down the shaft and he vanishes. Dun, dun, dun.
3: I think not it's...
1: the best Caesar they've ever had really. No. Yes. I I yeah, I think this is where the open credits were, but uh Yep, they were. Um Well, okay. So um Delyn and Lanier are on Minbar, they're getting uh Sinclair's belongings, they're gonna send it to his family, wrapped in his back.
3: And this is the part of the episode that's actually worth watching—the whole (laughs) delayed storyline.
1: Yeah, 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 I'll say that. There was one part where she started talking, and I just tuned out. (laughs) She's (laughs) giving one of her speeches, and I was like, um, she just said something, but I have no idea what she just said.
3: Uh, uh, But they're dealing with the loss of um, Sinclair, and they're dealing with it. It's not just forgotten about. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what the order of the episodes were supposed to be. But, yeah, I guess it does make sense that it would take a few episodes for her to get back to Minbar to go deal with it. So, yeah, she doesn't have many—Sinclair didn't have many personal belongings. kind of lived his life like he was just passing through. And Rathen tells her that, you know, he needs somebody to take his place as Ranger One, and he wants to Lynn to take the job. But— she doesn't really want to, but he insists.
3: It's yeah. just always good to see Membar at the very least.
1: Yeah. Uh, Delin, Give her the rangers. And next we see Garibaldi cleaning a old Smith & Wesson. Belonged to his grandmother. She was on police force back on Earth. And Zack tells him about this maintenance worker that got sucked down. Do
2: you need so you know I've got that? Is that I can I can see uh, it now? Uh, Zach is walking in. Gabriel saying, "Hey, Zach, is that the switch?
3: I need to shoot it." <laughs> 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 I mean, this whole thing with the gun is so forced. It's usually Dermot puts back history in seamlessly, but this one, it's right here. Is a gun? We're going to use. Well, they don't use the gun later; they use the bullets, but still. It's <laughs> Hey, look up this. This is going to be important, this episode. Uh-huh. It was very
0: much Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> Except they didn't use the gun, but...
3: The yeah.
1: bullets. <laughs> Chekhov's yeah. bullets.
0: Chekhov's bullets.
1: <laughs> um, I just want to see Garibaldi's granny with a Smith & Wesson, like, <laughs> <laughs> at current age. She's still alive.
3: Uh, uh, that, she would have been alive in the 21st century, so... Maybe she's alive, no she couldn't, she'd have to be alive at the end of the 21st century. So she yeah. can't have been born yet. <laughs> uh.
1: um, yeah, Garibaldi's gonna go investigate, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. Gotta get storyline. So Ivanova, unfortunately, finds Franklin you know, on his walkabout. <laughs> that was easy! Yeah, that was really easy though, it only took yes. a couple minutes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: She just say it's a small station. There are only so many places he yeah, can hide. I like
1: that line she that, Yeah, but it's uh, quite a large station,
0: really. Yes, yeah, five miles long.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, at least it's far more serious this time than it was last time. And he actually doesn't want to be found now, and he's actually doing what he's supposed to be doing rather than flirting with every woman he sees. Yeah,
0: well, now he's actually detoxing.
1: Yeah. yeah. some of- withdrawal.
2: But if, he didn't, if he didn't want to be found, don't you think he'd be on his own and not in a quite, what seems to be quite large, populated area?
1: Did he say that, um, there was something they could do to help, like, alleviate the symptoms of, uh, withdrawal? They even have that now, don't they?
3: Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are, but, um... Franklin's on his walkabout, and he's decided he's not going to take any of that stuff, even though he can probably get it pretty easily. He's just being stubborn.
1: Yeah, he's making us suffer. Exactly.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's also he kind of also feels like um, him saying to the rest of the crew, "Well, you didn't see I was going through all this trouble, so screw you! I'll, you know, I'll put you through a load of misery."
0: He wouldn't be putting me through misery if he would just stay away, but he <laughs> has to keep coming in, and so. Oh.
3: Cool I know, Franklin. not a Franklin yeah.
0: fan. <laughs> you all know this.
1: Uh, okay. So yeah, she wants the data from the telepath. He wiped it from his main computer, but did he say? I think he said PC, <laughs> which I don't know. It just sounded weird when he said it, but um, he kept. <laughs> That's his yeah, problem kept right the there. Back up. Yeah. I know, yeah, we, yeah, this was the late 90s, so everybody, I guess this is when everybody's starting to get their own computer and get on the internet. Hmm. I
3: know
1: there are computers around long before then, because I had one, but, uh, traits, and yeah, he says, I'll give it to you, but after this, you gotta leave me alone, no matter what.
0: Which is ominous. It's like, okay, what's well, gonna happen so that they're not gonna be able to leave him alone?
1: <laughs> I know Sweet is gonna be any much of the Oh there's a picture of that damn doll looking right at me.
3: <laughs> so. Oh we haven't even got there yet. Sorry. Uh, Make just, it well, go away. Thought, <laughs> cover it up.
1: Um so Garibaldi is talking to his tech supervisor about that guy's disappearance. They don't find anything and they're arguing over just how many levels there are in Grey Sector.
3: I think this is a nice little bit part. You know, she hasn't got much work with, but she does a good enough job.
1: This is where they kept going back and forth, like this number, this number. So um, there's some kind of mix-up on the blueprints um, that wasn't picked up due to the how fast they were trying to build the station. Hmm, I wonder how that's gonna come into the story later.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lot of setup here. I feel like.
1: Yeah. So Sheridan said, telling Delenn that she's the perfect choice for Ranger 1. And, but she said that she won't be popular, which is they're going to have her initiation ceremony on Babylon 5.
0: The fact that Delenn is worried about if she'll be popular or not is a little weird to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sheridan's worried that it'll be public, and because the rangers have been secret up to now, but Delenn says it's about to change.
3: But he's the one who suggested having the ceremony here on Babylon 5. Oh, yes! Oh, he did? Yeah, okay. he said, let's hold the ceremony here. Okay. And then a few sentences later, he's worried that it's going to be too public.
1: I guess they just wanted to have a secret, uh, yeah, a secret ceremony, just a few people there on Babylon 5. But I don't know, if they're inviting, if the <laughs> Minbari are coming, then it would be pass I don't know. So after uh, Sheridan leaves, we see Neroon.
3: Yeah, Neroon!
1: (laughs) He he thinks that she's trying to get power for herself, and he didn't think she was that ambitious.
3: I like him in this scene because he's completely reasonable, and his objections make sense. From his point of view, he's doing the good thing and the right thing here because he sees Delenn as this religious zealot that's out for power. Uh Yeah,
1: but he doesn't know what we know. That's right. (laughs) Delyn would never do that.
3: Yeah, but he doesn't know
1: that well. Yeah. Yeah, getting the rangers together after a thousand years, the religious cast are building warships, and she's like, oh, well, y'all wouldn't fight, so we had to.
0: I thought this conversation was so interesting because of all of the talk of Valen. Yeah. And
1: it just
0: puts it into a whole new perspective.
3: Like- I was
1: thinking, like, Lynn should say, well, you know, Valen is sheridan I mean, Sinclair, right? <laughs> I love the line where he's talking about Valen's law. Work a religious warrior. They build. You pray. we fight. And Lynn says, yeah, y'all broke the law when the warrior cast took the majority in the Great Council, but the house has been disbanded
3: again by the length. again <laughs> for another reason why naroon says yeah and you when and broke the council you're worse than i am
1: <laughs> so yeah so he's like yeah a religious zealot shouldn't be taking command of the military structure and he says he's sworn to stop her by any means yeah
3: That's... we've seen in our own history how well that sort of thing goes
1: yeah and then, when Lanier comes, Nerun does the Batman vanishing, and you look away for a second thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Marcus talks about specialized training that there has to be some specialized training that certain people actually sign up for
1: everybody yeah if you want to take a class if you want to take some training on just vanishing, I wonder who teaches that
3: <laughs> well, Batman himself yeah. <laughs> <right? laughs> He, he, he's the one that trains everyone else we have no idea how, how he learned it <laughs> or maybe
0: war- Angel does it a lot maybe him because yeah. he's immortal
3: yeah. Maybe, but yeah maybe he's the one that okay I was him. gonna say
1: <laughs> I was gonna say the Borlons preserved Batman so he could teach everybody <laughs> could just... that's
0: right because they had Jack the Ripper so
1: Angel Angel may be a Borlon mm. or vampire
2: <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and let's write that story.
0: <laughs> That's what that Shanshu thing was about. <laughs> pick, please. Someone write the fan pic. <laughs>
1: yeah. So Garibaldi's taking the um, elevator, going through the different levels, and notice that it takes a long time to get through 16 and 17, so he stops between the floors and finds this other gray 17, two gray 17, and... I thought they yeah. were
0: missing a floor. Like... I didn't oh, get this!
1: I thought I saw like he went up to seventeen and it took twice as long. Then he tried to go back down and, and stopped in the middle. Right and got out on another, yeah, yeah. yeah but originally, yeah,
0: but... didn't the didn't the lady yeah. he was talking to said that there was only twenty nine and there should have been thirty or something yeah, well, like
3: that. Yeah, well, I think somehow she must have done the same thing, but she never. Did what Garibaldi did, and time how long it takes to get in between floors. Yeah, she,
1: yes, guess she counted twenty nine when.
3: Yeah, and she didn't bother trying to stop halfway between floors.
1: Okay. Mm. It's, it's help with a wonderful sound in the that I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, just for this episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just help the audience out. <laughs> so just...
3: Although there is a nice bit of. A nice touch of set decoration where the Grey 17 that's actually passable, that's the, the one that's not hidden, has a load of rubbish on it, uh, whereas the other floors are pretty clear. It, you know, basically, those people are hiding away on um, the hidden floor Grey 17, just throw all their rubbish down down the street onto the next level and don't care what happens to
1: it. <laughs> yeah, they... Um... Yeah, reminds me of some people's apartments. <laughs> I've been like, Don't you clean up ever? Um, yeah, he sees all this garbage and then he gets shot by a tranquilizer dart from this freaky looking dummy. <laughs>
2: okay. Gosh. Yeah. S- several things on that. Yeah. Number one, uh, Gary, when he gets out the lift and the lift uh, goes behind him, he goes um, and Almost calls for
0: backup, but then he hears noises. He hear the
3: noise? it doesn't bother calling backup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Call for backup first and then go
3: investigate. Yeah.
1: Uh, I was thinking that his um, communicator maybe wasn't. but well, I guess that doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm going
3: yeah. to. I mean, you could have actually written that in. You could have done him trying to call for backup and for some reason it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than him deciding not to call back, and then taking the communicator away later.
1: Uh, I said whatever. communicators. This isn't Star Trek.
3: <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know.
1: I, 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 I said it first. The
3: I'm
2: saying that the woman in Garibaldi isn't the, the, the dum-dum from this episode, so...
3: <laughs> the other thing is, why did this group set up this dummy, um, and how did they set... I mean, if they just set it up for Garibaldi, that must have been a really quick setup because it was minutes after he arrived there. If they didn't set it up for Garibaldi, why randomly set up this doll who can tranquilize someone? Yeah. <laughs> because they've sealed themselves off. They're not expecting anyone to come here. Yeah.
0: The whole thing makes no sense. Yes.
3: And that mm. doll. Is that doll meant to be scary?
0: I
2: don't well, if know. it wasn't,
0: they uh, should yeah. really go into horror...
1: Yeah. Um, for me, that doll
2: wasn't scary. No, bread, no Chucky. Then no, that's the doll that's scary.
0: Oh it no! Was... This thing scared me. It was like oh, okay. it was like a ventriloquist dummy that was crossed with a Smurf. Oh.
3: <laughs> it was creepy. It, uh, it. wasn't quite scary. It was kind of more. <sighs>
1: <laughs> that lady that Garibaldi was arguing with earlier is played by Katherine Moffat. I don't know if she's related to Stephen. Because she was. Um, so, yeah, Lanier is mad about Nairin threatening to win, but she, she doesn't think he'll do anything, because no Minbari has killed another Minbari in a thousand years.
0: I'm waiting for that mm-hmm. to come back.
1: thousand years, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Lanier wants to tell the captain about this, because he says the rules have changed, so maybe that'd be possible now, but she makes wow. Lanier promise not to tell Sheridan. On that, she
2: talks about all this tradition. Yeah.
1: However, uh, she just broke up the government. Everything's out the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's nearest argument, yeah. Like he just- <laughs> uh, and
3: on top of that, you know who Balin was.
1: It's <laughs> yeah.
3: Just, you know who set up all these rules. Yeah. And the fact that he, he was basically working on a paradoxical uh, time loop. <laughs> but he set up these walls because they were going to be set up and can be set up. So as, as soon as you break that loop, anything can happen.
1: You saw how many times uh, Sinclair beat up people and <laughs>
0: No kidding. He's not really the the whole peacekeeping type. At least he wasn't as a human. So this is interesting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you have to wonder, how did he get all the memoraries to stop killing one another? Hmm. Look,
1: (laughs) listen to me. Um, I know he was pretty good at coming up with ways to diplomatically the end of the episode, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: everybody to agree to something.
0: He was tricky, yeah, we'll give him that.
1: So, Garibaldi gets confronted by this group of people, these rough looking guys, led by this guy named Jeremiah, who is played by Robert England. Better known as Freddy Krueger. Oh. I've been watching some of the Nightmare movies lately. Ah, uh, right. He yeah.
3: doesn't work.
1: He, he, it, he tries.
3: <laughs> yes, but he, he just... <laughs> he, he just feels all wrong.
1: I mentioned I went to one of the local Comic-Cons, I guess it was the year before last, and... He was there and I happened to be wearing my, uh, blue and red striped shirt, not, not even intentionally. Um, and people were like, you oh, are you doing Freddy Krueger cosplay? I was like, no, I just put on this shirt today because it was <laughs> clean. And, and then I remembered that, uh, Robert England was actually at the convention, <laughs> you know, that weekend and I walked past him and, they <laughs> just, it's kind of way better. <laughs> You're
0: like, yes, I'm just this way on purpose. That's <laughs> supposed
1: to be you. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I kind of zoned out when these people started talking, so the Lurker's Guide says that they believe that the universe is sentient and they're looking for perfection. Oh, the universe Basically, is looking for perfection, yeah.
3: Basically, from what I understand, is they read upon a bit of what Membari philosophy is and then decided to take it to the, what they thought is logical conclusion and sealed themselves off on Babylon 5.
1: Okay, so what were they going to what's their goal other than to live in that level of Babylon 5 where they uh, uh,
3: uh, so, somehow they they think if they seal themselves off from the world and purify themselves in whatever way they think then they can understand themselves far better understand the universe even more and then when they die, the universe uh, their consciousness will go into the universe somehow. Okay. It's isn't exactly what the Membari believe.
1: That makes sense. Thanks <laughs> for that, Ian, because I
3: didn't get any. Yeah, of
0: I didn't that. get any of that <laughs> either.
1: Kind of. Team,
3: yeah. 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 I mean, they've kind of twisted what the Membari believe a little bit, but the core of it is, is essentially that you know the the universe is made up of all of our thoughts, and we are the universe trying to understand itself. <laughs>
1: okay. I think we're
3: all made of Star Stuff, there. Yeah. yeah. And that controller my boring, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, the. Just this whole storyline can just die.
0: Yeah. Yes. Um, I just want to know how bored JMS was to come up with this. Like, okay, where did this come from?
1: Yeah, I think it will. I think there's some notes in the lurker's guide. I don't think Dale Mess was too happy about this episode. Mm, but
2: I think I may part, well.
3: uh, maybe there's a seed of a good idea here, um, and it just wasn't executed right. Maybe you know, maybe although Robert England might be a good actor in some of the stuff he does, he's just completely miscast here. Yeah,
1: that's great.
3: Um, it does, it, and so he doesn't play off with Garibaldi very well. And the set dressing and the prop design, all of it kind of adds up and makes the whole storyline worse.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, then, the only
3: good thing about that is that the fact that Robert
1: England went last. Yeah, good to it's get it's, somebody, because yeah. I guess back then Nightmare was still pretty big.
3: So, uh, yeah. Wasn't this around the time of the um, Nightmare story, where which was basically set in quote unquote the real world you know um, where you actually had Robert Egan almost playing himself
1: I'm surprised yeah I don't remember that um, it will surprise me that it, it would get meta um, like that. yeah <laughs> I, know,
3: I know it's there I think I saw it once when I was about 17 or something oh
2: no this
3: is, uh, this is many many years well, no, oh there. right and this, but this is, you know, 96 now, so it's only a couple yeah. of years afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I saw it on t- this film on TV and, yeah, for some reason it, was, it got very meta and very odd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, yeah, so Lanier goes to Marcus and this conversation, really, what? he's roundabout going, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically not breaking his promise,
3: it's it's a very linear thing to do and Lanier and Marcus have some great scenes together and this is really one of them but this is where you can enjoy the episode and you can forget all the stuff in Gray seventeen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um I love that I love that Lanier thinks this way, but I love that Marcus calls him out on it too.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> calls him on the, the twistedness of his thought process. <laughs>
1: This Lanier, uh, tried to stop Nerun, it would be the cause of war between the cast, but Marcus is in Mimbari, so he could. He just only needs to delay Nerun until they finish the ceremony. And, but, Lanier warns him that Nerun is one of the best warriors, he's killed a lot of humans during the war. <laughs> wow, and, oh uh, yeah, but, um, so yeah, Marcus only wants to know where he is. Yeah, go so ahead. Let
2: me get this straight. Uh, then he has gone to Marcus to, And to tell, to tell him To stop in the room Because when the ceremony is done It can't be undone Right? Right. Yeah So what is stop in the, the room Killing her afterwards? I guess <laughs> it doesn't matter
3: Afterwards? I don't
1: know Yeah Because okay, yeah, yeah they'll just have to Find a new leader that was, Yeah Hmm <laughs> I guess he thinks that yeah, it doesn't you really make sense.
0: It makes no sense. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. You're right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, you're my buddy and you could die, but <laughs> I need you to stop in the room.
0: Oh, <laughs> man, I was so I need worried. To,
3: yeah, he's basically saying, woman, our love's about to die. Stop it from happening.
1: Yeah. more than I love you. Yeah, but... Do not think they gave a number for how many people in their runes kill, like 50,000 humans or something like that? I'm guessing some of that was, uh, like hang on. On ships. It took,
3: um, but, uh, was yeah, it 50, whenever 000? they, whenever they talk about the Earthmen Bari War, the numbers change all the time because I'm sure at some point only a hundred thousand humans were killed. And if that's right, Narun killed half of the people in the Earthmen Bari War. <laughs> well, <Wow>, go Narun! <laughs>
1: Like, I guess in, like, some of that was on shit. It wasn't, like, all hand-to-hand. If it was, Nerun was, like, very busy. Yeah. He, oh, <laughs> the, oh. he got
0: no
3: sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, over ten years, you yeah, know, he had to kill, like...
3: Some well, no, people. the Athman-Bari War was only one year, so it's basically...
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. It was ten years, ten oh, years after. Oh, my
3: word. It's just, yeah, they can never get the numbers right for the Athman-Bari War.
1: <laughs> wow, Nerun, you are <they're> very busy. <laughs> Mm. So, down in. down below, Well, not down below, in Gray 17, Jeremiah's telling. Yeah, he's doing all this whole. Yeah, universe is alive and all part of the greater whole. Blah,
3: blah, blah, Yeah, Garibaldi just wants to blah, get out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, they're getting ready for uh, the ceremony with the Lynn and Rangers are arriving. And yeah, this is where I zoned out. <laughs> which. D'Lynn starts talking oh, that, about... Oh, that's a
3: shame. It's a really nice little story about her father.
1: See, what does it say? After she was born, her mother entered a religious order, the Sisters of Valeria. Yeah. And she's only seen her twice since then. D'Lynn's father passed, and she was teen, uh, ten years before this, and the war between the and humans broke his heart.
3: Mm. But after that, she has this lovely little story about... Um, her uh, and her father, um, you know, her father used to carry him and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's good character beat, I think.
1: So Neroon and Marcus meet in a corridor, and Neroon wants Marcus to step aside. My argument's with Delyn and Marcus, like, it's also with me. So Marcus invites a fight-to-the-death ritual, and they start fighting with their Minbari staff, they are both trained by the same person, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's impressive, get. Yeah.
1: So in Grey 17, uh, Jeremiah is still rambling on while Garibald is looking for an exit. And what do you say, this next Big Bang is going to solve...
3: Yeah, something um, about once they're all dead and rejoined with the universe, the universe will understand so much that it'll get another Big Bang and the universe will be even better. It'll be paradise.
1: Okay. (laughs) And... Garibaldi pretends to be hurt, but manages to get rid of one of the guards and hits another one, and then he persuades Jeremiah to show him the way out, thankfully. Mm. And uh. ceremony is in process. Delenn gets Ranger One's vest, and they notice that Marcus is gone. Sure, they both have noticed that Marcus is in there. <laughs> We're yeah. all, we know where he is. <laughs> um. Garibaldi and Jeremiah find a, a bloody vest, and Garibaldi asks him if they killed him, and Jeremiah says no. But he talks about searching for perfection, and they have brought a Zarg on board, one of the most perfect forms in the universe. It moves and, only. what did you think I about? can
3: only think of one creature done worse. Uh, and that's the infection. yeah, that was yeah. that's
1: what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it reminded me so much of Nelson from infection. Mm. Did they actually join you on
3: that episode?
1: I can't remember. Uh, yeah,
3: maybe so. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it may have been
1: Jason. It was, yeah, it was, I don't know, but. The Garibaldi's like, they're the most dangerous aliens in the sector, and of course... Apart from un-
3: the Nuclebedo, apart from a couple of others we've mentioned before now, which is the most dangerous alien in the sector.
1: <laughs> so Marcus is getting beat up by Narun, and other oh, Dinshar, that's the name of the ceremony, the ritual, the fight to the death ritual they're doing. Narun says he can't back down, but Marcus can, since he's a human. But Marcus, uh is it going to and everyone why and he says it's for the then and I don't know I think I could read that for quotes, but he says. So Garibaldi's trying to scare the czar away with some steam. And then he discovers the bullets from his smithing weapon in his pocket. Oh okay.
2: <laughs> so, part I don't know what part I'm on of me putting this episode apart, but here we go. Um it says he's the most perfect creature, the most dangerous creature in the sector. First of all, the creature bumbles around like an idiot. Yeah. Second of all, he's scared by a bit of steam, you
1: know, the creature equivalent of a bump in my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that instinct told And meant.
3: then, <laughs> and then, only one bullet fired from a makeshift weapon puts him down. Yes. So three shots were fired and two missed, and. Only the last one actually hit him. So, yes. how is this the most dangerous creature in the sector?
1: Who is first man in this episode? So Somebody credited as first man.
0: I think Veer is more dangerous than this creature. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And also,
2: ba- they've actually smuggled a Zarg onto the
0: station. The how Red did they do that? Garibold, eh? How did they do that? Yeah.
3: No, 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 no. I'm fine with that because they smuggled a baby one on before the proper security team was in place. They smuggled it on as the station was finishing construction. Okay. I can buy that at least. And it's been here since the station went operational.
0: But nobody knows. <laughs> like, yeah, nobody knows it's there.
1: It's just been in that section the whole time, probably. Mm. The missing section.
3: Yeah.
0: Nobody you can get bored there. and, like, break out.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But we kind of
3: skip over... I that's why it was defeated so easily. It was malnourished. I was hungry. Yeah. Ah,
0: okay. It was hungry. Got it.
3: Yeah. It just... Oh, dear.
1: I think we kind of skipped over the most of the fight with Nerun, and it was kind of interesting.
3: It, I was... like the fight. I mean, it's just difficult to talk about, really, a fight yeah. like that. <laughs>
1: there are some unnecessary, like you see in a lot of fights, some unnecessary, like, rolling and jumping, but still... <laughs>
2: it
3: reminded me of any yeah it did a bit but it, it felt it st- sorry I was just going to say at least this felt brutal it, 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 when they connected it felt like they were properly connecting
1: yeah when he talked about breaking the ribs and all that mm.
3: yeah that's a nice line yeah, the
2: only thing I would say on that is it's, uh, it's quite difficult for a TV show to stage fight with staffs, because, of course, you want to make it great, you want to make it exotic, so the characters are going to miss obvious shots, and then to bang and stick to it a bit more.
0: Yeah, when there was the breaking of the ribs, that's when I was getting really nervous. I was like, they're not going to kill Marcus. And not in this way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> not on this episode. Not
0: on this so. episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So
1: the ceremony for Delenn is almost over when Delin, uh, Nerun comes in with his blaze staff and throws it at Delenn.
3: Yeah, that's another thing. What did he do? Did he um, stop from killing Marcus? I'm going to rub this staff in your blood anyway, just to make a point with, with Delenn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just, let's just sit still for a minute. i got to get some of your blood on this.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe it was just on it from the fight.
1: Yeah.
3: It didn't seem that bloody of a fight.
0: Well, they can't show that on TV.
1: <laughs> Marcus had a little blood they on his face. Then. but
0: they yeah. could show it now.
1: Um, yeah, so... Nerun says now there's blood between humans and the warrior cast, but he doesn't think they would die for him, but they would die for Delin, and he calls her Intilza, doesn't he?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So then Lanier looks worried and kind of sneaks off... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was kinda of funny the way he just kinda of <laughs> So he finds yeah. Marcus, and takes him to Med Lab. Jeremiah can't understand why Garibaldi's fighting since dying at the hands of the Tsar would be a perfect death. And Garibaldi says that you aren't out there <laughs> and then so Jeremiah concludes that he's not perfect enough. Now this is some kind of BS. <laughs> So Garibaldi uses a heat source to detonate the bullets inside the tube and they hit bizarre carriers.
3: I'm not sure how this works at all. It's... I don't know. I'm kind of science. They <laughs>
1: run.
0: Did they ever explain how they got out of there, or did I miss no. that part? Okay, because no, I wasn't that, sure that, if it was just left wide open, or... That was my next
2: point of me repeating the episode of the part.
1: Um,
2: I don't know. <laughs> well, saying, saying that, though, I mean, I, I, I am a hot. So I Make no apologies for it.
1: Um,
2: but um, uh, the Zorg did get the engineer at the start of the episode.
3: Yeah, so I think... the
2: tunnels to you know, upstairs.
3: Yeah. Um, I think maybe that's how they uh, got out. <laughs> that's the only yes. thing I can think of. But they never tell us that. Yeah. Mm. It's just... Um, the only other thing we get is Garibaldi completely undercutting his old storyline by making fun of it himself <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> it, it's even the character doesn't take the, these events seriously. It's
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, I, I I have to wonder where the JMS actually wrote that on set after seeing what was done. Right. Okay. Right. Right here. Um. Re-say these lines, um, it'll at least do something to the episode to make it worthwhile.
1: So, Nerun arrives in Med Bay, wants to speak to Marcus alone, warrior to warrior. And, yeah, he's saying to Marcus, like, his own death was the one that took place in the battle. Marcus was willing to fight for someone of another race, and he was going to kill one of his own kind. So, Marcus is more Minbari than he is.
2: Yes. the near has been doctoring the way out of it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then they have a joke and the people outside can hear them laughing.
3: <laughs> 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 it's just interesting you, you get your cat purring. Yeah, by. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that trying to get her to the go
2: away. <laughs> 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 They're
1: having their private joke <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: And, I and normally I time. would
0: just mute But I'm recording So it's going to show up anyway If you use mine
3: I yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, uh, think The only thing that's left in this episode As I said is Garibaldi telling Sinclair What a ridiculous thing he's had to go through yeah. And that's what you end the episode on Yeah Yeah
0: and that's what I was confused, because I was like, uh, I don't think we ever saw the ending of that, did we?
3: <laughs>
1: nope. Episode gets a nice right. point for cat curry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's the only point
2: this episode is going
3: to get. But <laughs> uh, 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 that storyline, it, it's... Right, so, you end it there. Nothing wrapped up. To, you can only assume Garibald goes in, arrests everyone in there, and then gets maintenance to clear the whole place out and start again somehow.
1: They yeah, got to renumber
3: uh, all Renumber gray... gray
1: section, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. This is spoilery, but I can't remember if this is ever mentioned
3: again. Uh, in the show. I really don't think it is. <laughs> at all. Although it it does give them a whole extra floor in gray sector to use. Uh, so you know, I don't know what they use gray sector for, but. They It'll could help
0: them out. They could put some nice condos down there for the for the staff. I don't know, or for the no the the size that they're trying to reach. Oh, yeah. They could put yeah. them in there.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that's
1: the end of the episode, then Bill Belair was in this as an alien. I wonder if he they couldn't have been the Zark, Did he? <laughs> I doubt it.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. the Zark. <laughs> Play the right. Do we have any quotes?
3: I've uh, got one last note if
1: you Go ahead.
3: Okay. A note before the quote.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot mine. Corrected notes, okay. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Um,
3: uh, Just the
2: trailer that you put on the uh, Facebook wheel. Mm-hmm. The fact that it completely ignores our plot.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> noticed. Uh,
2: <laughs> except for two seconds.
1: Uh, clip, and, then, and I mean it's just like a clip of Garibaldi's the Saint Sinclair... Let's see, Saint Clair's, the longies, a medal. Yeah, I, I did notice the Battle of the Line medal he got. Yeah, and his, yeah. Like, in a card, it's Earth Force and it's Ranger. Um, let's see, yeah, there is a headline when Garibaldi gets knocked out. It says, Santiago elected. So.
3: Yeah, so the last time that floor had any contact would have been... Um, what's it? At the end of the pilot. Um,
1: see. um that's when
3: Santiago was elected, so... Yeah. Hmm. This, this place has been sealed off a long time. I'm thinking, you know, that's you know one of the last I things they found. All people have been finding their way to this floor, um, you know, a little bit at a time and staying... You know,
1: because they like it there. All right, so says, like Santiago's re-election took place yeah, midnight, so yeah, run the pilot.
3: Oh uh, no.
1: <laughs> Jeremiah uh. Jeremiah thread was one that looks good on paper, but when you get into you get into a camera, I don't know, it's one of the weirdness that happens in T V. Sometimes you got we think it's an average script and it just roars to life on camera. It's something that looks great on paper, but in real life, I'm happy with all the other stuff in the episode, but the Jeremiah thread didn't come off as it should've. That's JMS speaking. I think in part, it's also my fault. My brain was gearing up for stuff ramping up with the next episode, and Grey 17 is something I wanted to do for a long time. So we just went for it. As for Bizarre, it's also one of those things that didn't come off visually as I wanted. So overall, I'd agree. Of all the season three episodes, this is probably the least effective of them all. But one in the season that ain't too uh,
3: bad. Except for <laughs> the whole thing. Was walk. it last time or the time before? It was with...
1: Walkabout last time. Yeah, Walkabout. Yeah.
0: But that, like, half of it was really, really good. Or better. I don't know. Well,
3: uh, this is the thing. It's This one, again, you've got half the story, which is interesting. And then it, somehow the Grey 17 part of it completely wipes that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I need I'
3: never remember it
1: Sorry That's He said it's funny. about three quarters of a good episode It falls down at the Zarg He has this constant desire To go to everyone's house and personally Apologize
0: Sorry but- JMS you don't <laughs> even get three quarters Of this episode <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that in rating. Right.
2: Okay. Apparently, from what I read, um, it was meant that the final scene was dark, we actually see the dark. was actually meant to be almost black, so we don't actually get to see it.
3: Oh. So, not only did they mess up in filming this, someone messed up doing the editing and decided, oh, this is too dark, I'll lighten it a bit.
2: Well, no, I think it's. I it was more the director. Okay.
3: Yeah. Sadly, he didn't do a good job on this episode at all. uh uh-huh.
1: Yeah, there was uh there was some weirdness during the Marcus Der De- Nerun fight scenes and weird like angles and whatever. So there was a line about slipping the egg the Zarg egg onto the station. He doesn't remember if it made he didn't edit it or not. I don't remember if that was
3: No, I don't think they um ate, said it. I'll just you know, it's one of those things you've got to assume must have happened.
1: Until Zaha is for all intents and purposes, is the one for the rangers, the, the is. The yeah, one. it's,
3: you know, when they say what they say, you know, they're pledged to Enters are all the one, it's, you know, that. But apparently, um, I, don't, I don't remember where this is actually stated, it might just be um, in a book somewhere, it's not a spoilery at all, but They never used Entilzar until, um, Sheridan, I mean, Sinclair took the post again, and now they're passing it to Delenn. But during peace times, um, Ranger One is just called Ranger One. Only during the war times do they call him Entilzar, and the only three people so far who have had that title is Valen, and then, Sinclair, who technically is Raylan, but (laughs) you know, um, only two people have had this. Yeah, (laughs) so only two people technically have had the title until Zar. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Sinclair, those three, if you count Sinclair and (laughs) Raylan. Yeah, but you can't really (laughs) because. I'm still confused.
0: Okay, while I have this theory in my head. I'm going to say it now. Okay. Um, maybe that is why Sheridan is also part of the One. Maybe he will become Ranger One. Yeah. Anyway. Passing theory.
3: Okay. Alright. So uh, I suppose we should get to quotes.
1: Yes. I heard some pulled cool, up
3: when I lost uh, I've got a few, um, okay. but you should go first, Shane. You're the guest. Okay. I've got one. Thin air. Where's all thin air? Never fat, certainly chubby air,
2: yeah. mostly, mostly fit, we're lose a few pounds there.
3: Eh? I'm sorry, sir, that's not my department.
0: <laughs> yep, I had that one.
3: Uh,
0: um, I'm just going to go with Nobimbari has killed another for a thousand years because I think it has to be coming, they keep talking about it.
3: Um... I'm not sure which Marcus one I should use. I'll, I'll, I'll use this first one. I mean, all in here. The way you can take a straightforward logical proposition and turn it inside out. So, in the end, it says what you want it to say instead of what it actually means. Did this come naturally? Or did you attend some special martial arts class syllable for the philosophically inclined?
1: <laughs> I'll do this other. This probably one that you have to, Ian. Yeah. I am a ranger. We walk in the dark places, no may enter we stand on the bridge and no one may pass we live for the one we die for the one
3: yeah oh i'll have that and his final marcus quote because marcus had all the best lines this episode (laughs) the next time you want a revelation like that is there any way you could possibly find that isn't quite so uncomfortable
0: <laughs> and he said it so slow because he's always so wordy and he still was, even though he was almost unconscious. <laughs> so it took forever to get that line out.
3: Yeah. Uh, any other? I've got just... one
0: more.
1: I okay. got
2: did they fix it? Yeah. You're right. Like, that is unusual.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I've just broken two of your ribs. Sorry, make that three.
0: <laughs> oh that was yeah. awful.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean not awful uh... isn't bad, awful is an ouch. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: I do have one more that no one wants me to quote, but I'm going to quote it. You should have
0: been here. You're <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> Scary smurf dummy. I guess not. Yeah. They sure should, they should, so should have got
2: red dwarfs to
1: do that one night. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <you>, um, <sighs> Welcome to the end of the world. It's the grey sector is industrial sector compromising 30 levels. Okay
3: industrial sector, that still doesn't quite describe what it is
1: says, these levels are home to atmosphere monitoring, the alpha power station, fabrication furnaces and maintenance facilities and So,
3: using one of those floors would actually make a big difference huh. You know, the performance of the station should actually um, be somewhere like say maybe 95% where it should be 100%, 99% or something like that so yeah, losing a floor in a section like that should really have been a serious th- thing.
0: Like they should have noticed.
3: Yeah, yeah. This
1: is yeah the reputation for strange activity. We call it the d five triangle. What year are we in? Is this twenty two sixty yet? Uh,
3: this is twenty two sixty. yeah. Okay, so yeah. I
1: guess yeah, I guess yeah. This was season two where Sheridan found the Marcab guy. Mm, that season future season. Okay, anyway. So yeah, who's our... <laughs> who's our human of the week?
3: Marcus! Marcus. Yes.
1: Marcus Cole. And who would our alien of the week be? Naroon,
3: Naroon,
0: Naroon! Yeah. Yeah, I could go with Naroon. I
1: was gonna say, don't say Saur. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it would either be Naroon or Lanier for me, so I can go Narun.
1: Alright. Less... <laughs> Let's rate this episode. You want to start us out, Shane?
2: Yes, of course. I'm going to give this ten ten out of ten.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: That's minus ten out of ten.
1: minus. Mine well, I, I don't know what we can do minus. You,
3: you're giving it a negative rating.
2: Well, yes. I'm, I'm okay. If I'm not allowed to do that, I'll give it a zero. Okay. <laughs>
3: you um, really think this is the worst episode of the whole of B five?
2: Yes. Um, <laughs> bit, why, why is that surprising you? Worse uh, than
1: believers and in infection and And walkabout. Okay. I like I
2: like
3: walkabouts. Okay.
1: I can yeah. believe it. Yeah, it, it is worse than knives. I will say it's worse than knives. We gave that a low score.
3: Well, he's, uh, it's two episodes in a row that's probably going to get a low score, but we'll see, won't we? Uh, zero out of ten. What? Oh, sorry, I didn't
2: say that. Did I? Uh, <laughs> zero out of ten. Um, uh, uh, just gonna have my just gonna out my head. Uh, ten, zero out of ten vintage
1: vintage guns. Nice. Uh. What about you, Heidi?
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I like this less than walkabout. Um, I think I'm going to give it a three. Yikes. <laughs> Simply because, uh, they did make me very worried about Marcus. And so the episode did make me feel something other than just boredom and confusion. Um, so that's where the three comes from. And <laughs> I will do three out of ten evil smurf ventriloquist dummies.
3: Nice. Uh,
1: how about you, Ian?
3: Yeah, well, although this is actually a better episode for me than Walkabout, the Grey 17 storyline is so bad that I can never remember the good stuff in this episode unless I've just seen it. And for that, it's got to be scored lower. So, um, I'm going to have to give it 3 out of 10 (laughs) DEMBOX.
1: Um... Yeah, it's because it kind of sucked, and it's one of those where um when I watch it the first time, I know I'm going to dread watching it a second time, and I just ended up, you know, just for various reasons, not doing it this week. <laughs> it was just hard to motivate myself, so yeah, it was all on the Grey 17 storyline, so I'm going to give it three and a half out of ten. We live for the one, we
3: die for the one.
1: Wow. <laughs> So that is a total of 2.375 Woo!
3: <laughs> uh, I don't think um, Elizabeth is going to make that any higher
0: <laughs> I doubt it
3: Oh dear
1: Well, that is by far the worst of the series Yikes We need a good one next week, JMS Give us a good one next week we only got three more um, episodes left this season Three oh, wow. more? Yeah, and
0: I never know what yeah,
1: number we're on. Finished by the yeah, this was episode eight nineteen. So we got twenty, twenty one, twenty two. We'll be having season four sign up soon. Almost at season five. Oh <laughs> yeah, um,
3: yeah, we're gonna have to sort that sort of stuff out soon.
2: You mentioned knives there, and I've just looked it up, and I think knives scored a five point four
1: overall. Yeah, knives no, was better than this, even though it had that stupid. <laughs> And yeah, another fight to the death, if, if I'm thinking about the... if I'm being the episode's correct.
3: We're spending too much time on this episode, we need to get through feedback, I think, because that's going to be something positive, at least, we've got, got plenty of feedback.
1: Yeah, there are no zargs in feedback, then, so let's take a trip <laughs> to there.
3: Avoiding the B5 triangle, as we do.
1: Yeah. First, we have a comment from Board 99 Board says, One of the things that makes Babylon 5 interesting is the history of modern television. It's the way in which JMS interacted with online fans of the show while it was airing. At the time, that sort of thing was very new. And while one might think that it's become normal since then, the way in which JMS interacted online with his fans was less guarded and careful than what's normal nowadays. I think that it was something that could only exist in exactly the form, in that form, at that moment. I have a theory that one effect of that is that where JMS at the time expressed dissatisfa- dissatisfaction with an episode of B-5, it had, outsized, ah, it had an outsized effect on subsequent reception of that episode. Grace 17 is missing as a case in point. From what I can tell, it seems to attract quite a lot of criticism. And I have to wonder how much of that is because JMS at the time, in comments preserved for ages at the Spoiler-Dosh's Lurker's Guide, said he wasn't happy with it. Because while Grey 17 is missing, it's no passing through Gethsemane. It's fine. It would be a good standalone episode by the standards of Season 1 and 2. The monster plot is throwaway, obviously, and if you care about that sort of thing, the monster itself is not real realized. But the conceit of the missing level is fun, and every sci-fi show has to do aliens at some point. And the Narun Delim Marcus story is good stuff. It's something that I remember adoring at the time because, not having seen season one, I had my first extensive look at Narun, and John Vickery's performance instantly cap- catapulted him into the ranks of one of my favorite characters. Narun is Alien of the Week. If available, Narun is always Alien of the Week. <laughs>
3: Hey, thanks, thanks, Lord. Lord.
1: Yeah, I think the storyline made us kind of forget about the other storyline.
3: I hate my rating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every time I think about this episode, I can't help but think about that bad storyline. And it does have some nice moments in it. But if you can't remember those nice moments, what's the point?
1: Right. Next, we have an email from Laurie and Carl. I'll
0: take this one. Hello, Ambassadors. It seems like it has been a while, which was likely good after that last episode. <laughs> this episode was not the best, but had some good elements. Carl and I particularly liked the story of a missing level and enjoyed watching Garibaldi's process of finding it. We both seem to remember something like this from another book or movie, but cannot remember where. Anyone else?
1: Mm, seems like it may be a common...
3: Uh, yeah, I think so. uh, The only thing I can remember is a children's story which i can never remember the name of where a child finds his way into a um rubbish tip which turns into a mystical fantasy land. Mhm.
0: <laughs> that sounds similar but better. Um we get to see Minbar again. Carl first predicts that Marcus will be made head of the rangers but was not really surprised that it would be Delenn. Were you all surprised by Narun's extreme views towards Delenn? It does make a lot of sense. Carl points out that religious castes are usually most brutal fighters, and that religious zealots grabbing power is a bad idea. History, Game of Thrones, lots of examples. In general, it is a very bad idea, though Delenn is a good person, so perhaps it will not end badly? What do the ambassadors think? Mm, I'll get into that in prediction. Carl had major issues with the staff fight. He likes Marcus, but pointed out that the choreography was not very good. Marcus turned his back multiple times, which you do not do in staff fighting. We liked the Garibaldi parts of the story, and Carl predicted that he would need his gun, which would have worked better than what he did use, which Carl pointed out would not have worked. (laughs) The Lurker's Guide says, Garibaldi's makeshift gun couldn't have worked as shown, even if the steam were enough to detonate the gunpowder in one of the bullets, the first one to go off would almost certainly have been the closest to the back of the pipe, where the heat was greatest. All the bullets would have been propelled out of the pipe at once, probably at low speed. Our only comment from the Franklin portion is that Carl is predicting Franklin will die. <laughs> I like that prediction, Carl. Um, what did the ambassadors oh. think? That's what I think. Um, quotes that they have not been done. Uh, Delenn, it should come as no surprise. We knew the warrior cast was unhappy with our activities. Lanier, unhappy? Delenn, he's planning to kill you. Delenn, that is one interpretation. Lanier, he said he would use any and all means necessary. I respectfully suggest that he intends to go far beyond harsh language.
3: Mm. <laughs> yeah, great quote from Lanier, that.
0: Yeah, and Narum. The then I will speak briefly. Carl's predictions for next episode. And the rock cried out, no hiding place. Uh, Dwayne Johnson will show up and tell everyone to stop hiding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice, Carl. Um... Carl's rating, Spaceship, that bloody UFO spaceship that shows up in every episode. Set, Room with Creepy Puppet. Wooing attempt, Marcus and Naroon. <laughs> <laughs> Fight scene, Garibaldi versus Puppet. Puppet wins. Human, the maintenance worker. Alien, there isn't one.
1: Oh, because Kosh died. There's oh, no, that's no. right. Uh... No
0: alien. Oh, sad. Rating, three construction mishaps. Uh, Laurie says, human Garibaldi, alien, linear, rating 6.5 lost levels. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank
3: you. And yeah,
1: thanks. And next we have, I think is a Facebook, some Facebook comments.
3: I can do those. Okay. First, we've got, is that Dougie Butler Jr. Which is the best way to pronounce it. All right. Uh. My wife and I are almost cut up with the podcast. Garibaldi's story wasn't that great, but the Delenn storyline with Marcus was really well done. And then Victor de Grant. This episode wasn't one of my favourite episodes. I mean, so I meant to send feedback, but it's been a few weeks since I did my rewatch. And this episode was so forgettable that I'd already forgotten some of it. <laughs> I didn't actually take notes, but when Dylan gave one of her indetermin- indeterminable speeches, all I wrote was blah 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 blah, mum and dad, blah 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 blah. <laughs> and when Gary Pawlenty together that crazy weapon, I doubt that thing could have had any kind of muzzle velocity. I oh, will well, give the benefit of the doubt that some ballistic expert told them that it was possible so that. <laughs> This one only gets six, mostly fit, but can stand to, to lose a few pounds. As <laughs> <laughs> next, nice. uh, thanks, thanks, Victor,
1: Victor. and uh, let's see next we have email from Yarstow. Yarsto says, "Greetings down below, casters. Here's some brief feedback for Gray Seventeen. Is missing." And here's hopefully I managed to send it in, in time. It's been a rather hectic week. Got invite right invite to the deadline or so. Um, so what can we say about this episode other than didn't they figure out rubber monster suits don't work as early as infection over 50 episodes before this? Of course, there are some there are some redeeming features. There's trouble brewing among the Minbari to the point where Nerun wants to challenge Delyn for leadership of the Rangers, only to be stopped by Marcus's willingness to die for Delyn. Quotes, Garibaldi, one, two, three, elevated door, feet (laughs) deep. Nerun, I will speak to him alone, one warrior to another. Dylan, he will not hear you, Nerun, then I will speak briefly. Characters, Marcus, for giving us another reminder of the third principle of sentient life. Alien, Nerun, for being beautifully ambivalent and honorable rather than just a villain. Episode rating, four out of eight improvised gunshots. Yarsto from the Netherlands.
3: Ah, thank you.
1: And finally we have an email from Yan.
0: And I'll take that one. Hello down belowers. Here is a bit of feedback for Gray 17, which will be short due to other activities. I'm fully aware that not everyone likes this episode. The Garibaldi plot I consider the B plot, and it is not that good. But here is a comment to that. JMS draws on his own experience of having been in a cult for this part. Yes, he was drawn in at some point and then he investigated another cult during his time as a journalist. I read his article some time ago, and it is a scary thing. The Delenn-Narun-Marcus part is what makes this episode. Yes, Delenn becomes Ranger One, and Tilza, but not without opposition. Nerun of the warrior caste is there to prevent that by any means necessary. His opinion of Delenn as a religious zealot, common thing theme with the Garibaldi part, is after after all understandable, as he does not know her as well as we, the audience, do. I just love the way of Lanier circumventing the orders from Delen and the way he turns things upside down when talking to Marcus, and then Marcus's reaction. Probably someone's quote. But most of all, the Marcus-Naroon confrontation, and Naroon's realization of how respected Delen is among the Rangers. This is a wonderful turn in the character of Naroon. Favorites, human, Marcus, for standing up to a clearly superior opponent. Alien, Naroon, for realizing and admitting that he was wrong. Marcus, next time you want a revelation, could you possibly make it a little less uncomfortable? And he says, I love Narun's reaction to this one. And Marcus on Narun's question of why. For her we live for the for her we live for the one, we die for the one. In Valen's name is Zalvin I did not say that right.
3: Um Zal <laughs> Vinny.
0: Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Uh, rating. On the strength of the Delenn Marcus Naroon part, I rate this episode 8.5 out of 10 uncomfortable revelations. That's all for this time. Be careful because you have passed the point of no return. Yan, the Babylon worker.
3: Uh, hey, thanks
1: for all the feedback, everybody.
3: Hey. It's
1: mail at downbelowpodcast.com See, yes, we have predictions and next episode is In the Rock Cried Out, No Hiding Place thoughts on what that means. (laughs) Wow.
0: And the rock cried out. No hiding Uh, place.
1: We need to to find the rock's theme song before next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The rock says... Wow.
0: Um... I guess maybe the rock could be... What's the place called where Drawl is?
1: Oh, Epsilon
0: 3? Yeah. Maybe the rock is Epsilon 3. And crying out there's no hiding place because Babylon 5 is just floating right out there and <laughs> where everybody can see it. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Um, so, I will make some other predictions. Um, I think that a Mimbari is going to kill another Mimbari. For sure, it has to happen. Because it hasn't happened for a thousand years. Um, and maybe that will be part of what they end up having to do that is so bad. And pushes everything into horribleness. Um, I think before the end of the season, Sheridan is going to go to Zahadum, And let's see. I don't think that Carl's prediction about Franklin can be true because I couldn't be that lucky. <laughs> so he's not dying. He'll be back.
3: Unless he's back as a ghost.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be rift. Even super creepy. <laughs> you just pop up in somebody's room.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he did tell Ivanova not to come looking for him again, no matter what. And Which means that something's going to happen. He has to, of course, be involved somehow. When he wasn't uh, on walkabout, we could go episodes without seeing him. But now that he's on walkabout, we have to see him every single day. <laughs> um... Other predictions... Uh, Dylan and Sheridan cannot keep up this weird, like, not-relationship thing for much longer. Because we know that they have a son, and so things have to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, And that's all I got.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah, not an easy um, place to have predictions, really. No, yeah. not really. Lots of things have been revealed, and only a few new questions have been set up. So, yeah, things will get better. You'll be able to do some proper predictions soon. Oh,
1: okay. Alrighty, righty. righty. Shane, thank you for joining us again this week.
2: I'm glad to be here.
1: I'm going to try to predict which episode you're going to pick in season four. (laughs) Think about that.
3: Yeah, put your prediction in the spoiler group, though, Will. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think uh, the spoiler group's going to get quite fun that's soon. Well, with any luck, it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we're, we're getting towards the end of season three already. Wow.
1: Mm. Yeah, I was thinking about season four, and I just kind of have a vague. Yeah, you know, it kind of runs together in your mind. So I kind of have a vague idea of a lot of the things that happen, but mm, can't remember really yeah. a lot of details.
2: I should point out, or you know, the episode I want.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
3: hmm.
1: Well. That's all we have for this week, post. We'll be back next time with And the Rock Cried Out No Hiding Place. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to do that as The Rock, but no.
3: <sighs>
1: but until then, goodbye.
3: Bye bye, everyone. Be seeing you. Let's off.
1: Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, down below podcast.com facebook.com slash group slash down below podcast and twitter.com slash down cast